My name is Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweetie. We're longtime friends that discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honeys, which are lenses filled with laughter and tears, at the same time, a little sweetness. Thank you for being here. Yay! All right, so in this episode, we will be talking about Love in Paradise, season two. Episode four. Mm-hmm. Foursies, warsies. We're in it. We know these people now. They're together. You know, we are like figuring out if it's going to work in paradise. Let's start with our fave and yours, Daniela and Johan. Yay. All right. Can, can we pop a little? Oh, you're going to drink yours. Let oh. me know when you're done. Oh, she took that. So Chris and I are having a little, we're imbibing a little bit, and uh, we're going to be having some Wilson Creek peach Bellini. Yes. So A, when you friend when your friend says, are you done with that? And it's an alcoholic drink. What they mean is, why aren't you done with that? And B, done with that. So that's what happened there. Now, Wilson Creek is actually a Temecula-based winery in beautiful Southern California, mm-hmm. and this is one of their beautiful varieties. They're kind of a little famous for their almond champagne. They have an almond champagne that's really beautiful. So if you are in the area, that's what this is. I don't know if you can see. Or if you're in your local grocery store, you mm-hmm. can get it there too. Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I will open it now. The way that you open wine is not the way Valentine thinks you open oh, champagne, mm-hmm. which is that taking off. The top, you still have this beautiful cage there. Now, once you're wanting to take off the cage, you never let your hand leave it. You are constantly holding it down because the pressure is very intense. Things you never do, aim towards anyone. You aim away. So it's very hard to do. I'm going to do it. I'm just like untwist the cage. Now, of course, it'd be nice if I had a little like cloth to do this if we were in a fancy way, but. Once that, I have a very firm grip. Take that however you want to take it. I slowly move the cork back and forth, inviting it to pop ever so gently, oops, with the faintest sound. (gasps) I can already smell the deliciousness. Nothing more than an angel's fart. No spilling over, nothing. You take a coup glass, honey. A coup glass, that's what that's called? Yes. Now, I love champagne glasses of any kind. Stemware, oh, stemware in itself is really interesting. I think it's so pretty. So this kind of glass is a coup glass. And you can have like a very fancy fizzy cocktail in that with a beautiful garnish. But yeah, I, I love a stemless champagne flute or champagne flute true. So but you see these around. The Baccarat ones are really beautiful with the edged glass and such. Cheers, my boo. Cheers. That is sweet. Very sweet. Very sweet. Very. Like, yummy, yummy. It makes me feel like I wish it was a tiny bit colder and I had like the saltiest things and it was the first drink of the day. If it was like a hangover drink where you're like, I need like juice, basically... Martinelli's peach juice mm-hmm. and here's some bacon. We would be so into this. 
Oh, would we? Oh, with bacon? I can't even imagine it. Think about it. I'm thinking. Mouth watering. Okay, let's go back to the show we're talking about. So happy you guys are here to talk about <laughs> Love in Paradise. Okay, my loves. And Daniela and Johan. Johan. So as we know, Daniela has a certain faith, and it's the Yoruba tradition. And there are many things she has to do with Johan in order for her and her faith to bless the union. Well, so it's Ifa, mm-hmm. And one of the things that she was told to do by Baba, which was her spiritual leader and mentor, mm-hmm. was that they needed to pray next to a river. So we have a very lovely scene of her being next to a nice, flowing, gorgeous, gorgeous ethereal... Bubbling brook. Uh, just a babbling brook. Oh, I yeah. mean... Babbling and, and bubbling. The book she, is babbling and bubbling. She gets next to it. That's us right now, honey. I'll tell you what we're doing right now. Babbling and bubbling. Mm. We are brooks. Two brooks in a brook. Yep. I'm going to do ASMR. People like that? I don't know if you heard that. That was me drinking and swallowing. Okay, I'll do one too. Okay, this Okay. Okay. Refreshing and moving on. So she squats next to it and like does a little prayer while she drops flowers and I mean just all manner of purchased items that one people could stare at and and have for beauty in their house and also possibly eat. Yeah. She gives to the river so that and it's flowing and it's supposed to represent something growing we don't know. Then the next thing they're supposed to do just around the river bend will be some oranges and just apples flowing along honey because some crazy white woman who decided to like join another religion that was never a part of her lineage decided <laughs> to like hit up a tienda and bring a bunch of fruit and, f- and flores to a beautiful spot and just leave them there. Yeah. And her in her like boyfriend's like Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they got to do the river thing, but they also got to do the banana tree. Been talking about this banana tree with like not so obvious a remark, which is he's a player. He puts his banana in many a banana vagina, and so now she needs to plant a banana tree. Plant them there, honey. They need. They they were like plant the banana. Yeah. Make them stay in one place. Yeah. Your place. Give that give that banana some roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then around the plantano tree. She's going to have to leave various fruits, eggs, Huevos, veggies, flores, a, whole, a full frutas. pineapple, a full pineapple. <laughs> I mean, and he's just kikiing because he's like, oh, we'll go back in seven minutes. Exactly. And all of these will be gone. Someone's yeah. going to come and pick this up and like, you know, survive. Have live a life. great brunch. Yeah. Just have like, a beautiful brunch with like fr- like a fruit salad and two fried eggs and then like a beautiful floral arrangement in the middle of the table. Can you imagine? Yeah. Sunflowers, birds of paradise. Yeah. It's going to be great. So he's kikiing about that. Someone's just going to come and steal this fruit, he says. So the next segment that we have with them. Oh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Go. So this is what happens. This part is crazy. And we're going to call back to something. So basically, she's going to meet his friends, right? And it's like all these people in a like bar area. And it's like friends of his or like, you know, maybe people that he works with. They've all signed, you know, a release for him to be on it. And there's many people like surrounding him. He, uh, they're kind of like sitting in an L shape. Okay. With, with Daniela and Johan here. And let's just say his two friends right here. Okay. So there's one friend, the friend that talks the most, his friend is named Joel. Okay, the other friend is a model. <laughs> there's three friends. There's a there's a friend with teeth that are like fighting each other. Then there's the one who speaks English, who's Joel in the center. And then there is the model friend with the dreads. 
we don't talk to him or talk about him, but I, we really need to. Like, I don't understand. Like, we're just gonna have a Giselle Bouchon sitting there. Like, I don't understand. Like, go. I get it, but like, you, you know, because Johan's hot too. But like, that person's the whole ass. Like, oh, just there's a whole ass model sitting right there. I don't understand. Like, gorgeous, the most perfect face, huge jawline, teeth, the way he smiles. You know, and like they're smiling a lot. So basically, Danielle is like, "Hi, nice to meet you." You know, and they're like, "Hi, nice to meet you." Yes, yes, it's we're excited to meet you. Whatever, and she's like trying to get them to like you know like give a little dirt basically what she finds out is that johan has not told his friends that he's getting married in a week because she's there to get married and this is a huge red flag for her like first of all the whole idea that you're going to come to this country and muddle through their language to ask them about his womanizing ways is bananas and like bananas i'm gonna tell you that it's a plantano that's how crazy it is like here's my thing if i'm ever on one of these shows and you hear me say something stupid out of my mouth, uh-huh. I need you to know what? that I fought against it. <laughs> okay? I fought against the storyline. I said, no, this is not what I'm going to do. And either I didn't win or I won and this was the better of what they asked me to do. Because if anyone ever asks me to ask somebody in that person's life what this other person has been doing, just know that I was coerced. <laughs> So basically the friends are like, oh no, we didn't know that you were getting married. And then she gets really pissed. But you all, can we go back in time? Because not marry what seems like three or four days ago, she was on American soil having a meal with her friends where she was like, yo, friends, best friends, people that like have known that I was going to try and get a puppy, but told me not to get the puppy because you didn't trust me with the puppy. I'm about to go to the DR because I've met someone named Johan who I'm spending time with and they all saw him for the first time and they were like, okay, we get it. Then she was like, and we might get married. And they were like, absolutely not. So now she's there. They all know who she is. Like, yeah, Daniela, the crazy American that you've told us about. Like, you know, they know who she is. All they don't know is that she's getting, that he's getting married like in a week, which, okay. So basically her finding that out is very intense for her. And then her friend, the friends of Johan immediately know that it's like really bad. She's like upset. So once it's revealed that they didn't know that they were getting married and the fact that she's mad about that, they're immediately like, oh no, it's fine. Like, you, you know, in the culture that we are, you're like, you just don't tell your friends anything. Like, yeah. Yeah, you tell like your very close family big important things like you're getting married but like honestly like people m- get married and have babies and like die and we don't know anything honey we're just like we're just like we just spin around until someone stops us and tells us a thing yeah because we're evil people and we're gonna just wish bad juju onto situations <laughs> so that's why we don't need to know information before it's gonna happen because all we're gonna do is sit around and talk shit and like put out bad vibes so it was very smart of him to not do that because we would have put out negativity towards you and his togetherness just so that you know that's our culture we're just mean people yeah yeah we're sitting here smiling in your face we said that you're like we're his friends but basically we're all going to give him the evil eye that he got the lucky ticket of an american bitty to like take him to america we're frenemies is what it is we're frenemies but heavy on the enemies yeah 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 even though as you see, one of us is a model and could just like have its own ticket to life in America very easily because if you've seen that person's face, it's gorgeous. Anyway, Wa, so it's really hard with Danielle sometimes because like we're like, girl, what? <laughs> like, that's literally how I think about her. Danielle, girl, what? 
<laughs> also, that's what her friends do. The puppy. I mean, the girl, puppy what? was a crazy thing. This woman has had to take care of a whole child, was a history professor, and they didn't feel like their friend could take... I mean, uh, listen, puppy. if I have to write a pros and cons list about why Chris shouldn't do something, I'm just not going to be her friend. Because at that point, it's too much. Especially, yeah, especially... It's, it's very hard to, in my mind, being an adult, tell my loved grown-ass adult friend that they shouldn't do something that they want to do. Like... Oh, I'd love to tell you things you shouldn't do all the Listen, time. Oh, I want. Do you think that when you were like, I'm, no, but I didn't. <laughs> okay, because you know why? Because the only thing I can think of that you're talking about is Guatemala. That's exactly true. Yeah, she was like, yeah, okay. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole life, and it's a bad idea. Okay, no, it wasn't but a bad idea. It yes, was a, it was, Chris. It was a bad idea. Yes. Just like this, like just like these. Women, I wasn't yes. going to take care of this. Yes, you were. Okay. Yeah, you were. <laughs> so anyways, I'm going to tell you this right now. I, I want my friends to be happy. And I trust that a certain amount that they at a certain age know what will bring them happiness. So even if I think something is incredibly dumb, I know they know that I know. So I don't push it on them. But I think it's the dumbest. And I and I mean, if I love you enough, it's like if you know what I if you know how I feel, you probably know how I feel. I've also realized that I also don't have a poker face. So if we're talking about my friends, they pretty much know how I feel about them at all times anyway. I don't even have to really express my feelings. I breathe in such a way and they'd feel judgment. And so. Yeah, because here's the truth. Like, <laughs> here's the truth. Go ahead. What's the worst that would have happened? You would have been messed over by some person you would have a kid to be tied to some person for the rest of your life you'd have to be paying for the person and the kid the person would do nothing for you okay so you thought the person wasn't going to do anything i didn't know for sure about anything why okay. and neither i knew for sure there was too much familial familial ties for it to not have for it to have been a completely like whatever situation and then had it been a whatever situation do you think that i would have allowed myself to be tied to somebody I think that you were assuming something. Right. I don't know why that he would be that. You, I think that you were assuming that like, I just don't feel like as we see that people know what responsibilities are in the way in which that we see at the same level. And your idea of responsibility is not the same idea that someone else is going to have. I think that you would have been very frustrated and you would have been very confused why things weren't working out the way you thought it was going to. Because, and I would have been like, because you girl, you assumed so much is how I was to honestly have this conversation with you in real time on a, on a podcast, which is fine, which is fine. It didn't happen because it you know, years it, ago. and it's, but, but my point is this, I are talking about it now because it's not in real time. I felt like you probably knew as your really close friend that I, I didn't think it was the best idea. Did oh, you yeah. know that? Oh yeah. So I didn't try to make it seem super fucking obvious. And that I was a hundred percent against it because at the end of the day, I do want you to be happy a and B I trust that you as a mature person are going to make the decisions that you want to live with and be with. That's true. So I'm going to just be there, but I can't, you know, so it's like a double, double-edged sword. You're never going to hear me be like, I told her not to, blah, 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 except for this moment right now, because we're talking about it. But you know, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? You, we never had a conversation where I told you your face that I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. And I was really scared. You better not do it. Yeah, no, we didn't. But now we did. Anyway, so moving <laughs> on. That was the end of that segment. And let's move on just cleanly and beautifully to Amber and Daniel. I don't think anything happened with Amber and Daniel. Just kidding. I didn't write any notes. Mm -hmm. Moving on cleanly as if nothing has happened. 
to <laughs> Carlos and Valentine. Ooh, this segment gave me anxiety. Also, oh. I was half asleep, but it gave me anxiety. Yes, yes, I yes. Was just, I think I pushed myself to sleep because I was so anxious. I get super anxious when I see people who are some kind of protected class being put in a situation where they are susceptible to harassment or being hurt. And this gave me anxiety because Valentine Mm -hmm. was not heeding or being respectful of what Carlos was asking of him. And I think it was just weird for me because they go to a bar, right? First of all, this friend comes over, this friend, this, no, cousin. It's Carlos's cousin. Yanner. Yanner, who is, I guess, out, maybe not Very out. much out in the family. And Carlos is like, listen, I I admire it, you yeah. know? like, And it must be interesting to be in the same family and be out and then, like, having dealt with that, which basically I think he's ostracized or yeah. whatever. And then, yeah, know that your cousin gets to go to Christmas still. Yeah. I, if I were Yanner, I would not fucking talk to Carlos. I'd be like, we're both gay and we're both living our gay lives. I'm going to out you if you, you have a year. You have a year. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, it must be, be so intense yeah. there that like, they I don't get know it. What it is, yeah. 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 And so, but yeah. So Carlos tells Valentine that they're going to go to a club. And so they go to a club and Valentine does a couple things. First time he gets there, he's like, this is awkward. No one's dancing. No one's really doing anything. Yeah. I'm the American. I'm going to get the pate started. Yeah. So what he does is he first goes to the bar. Get a Red Bull. They're both drinking Red Bull. They're not drinking alcohol. But like, it's interesting because like you want to turn up and like there's, you know, uns, uns music happening. But yeah, it doesn't seem like it's even that packed. Yeah, like, it's it seems, not. It must be like, it feels like it's like a Wednesday, honey. You yeah. know, it's, it's not a popular night. It's a Tuesday, girl. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's not a night where everybody's out. It's dead. <laughs> yeah. And the bartenders are there with no shirts on. And Carlos says that even though it's a gay space, it's still not safe. And I'm like, then what's the point of this space then? Like, what? I don't understand. And this is not me being like judgmental or like whatever. I just am curious. Like, why? What is the point of this space if you're still not safe in the space? So at that point, I start to not trust Carlos because I'm like, I don't get what's going on. The guys that are behind the bar have no shirt on. Yeah, it's like the following things could all be intru- like these. This could all be it. Ready? A that there are like secret spies in the get in the club uh, that like is going to mm-hmm. get back to the family, or B that like he's saying it's not really the club, but maybe being on television. Like I don't want you to act up at this gay club because if I want to introduce you to my family and I want you to get married in six months, I don't want my family to see you just like licking the chest of a stripper or whatever you know, like a yeah, stripper, yeah. like a go go dancer. God bless, God bless. So like, I, I it could be other that, but was I think a point which is something that we need to talk about is I think that it's also a lot to do with the fact that Carlos feels a certain amount of trepidation mm-hmm. expressing such feelings, and so to to limit or to like stifle your loved one just feels like a national extension of you. What he's doing is projecting yeah. how he feels onto Valentine. Yeah, and so then the next thing, so Valentine goes behind the bar, gets one of the bartenders to dance with Yanner. Mm-hmm. Carlos is like, I could see Yanner's face. He was so uncomfortable with what's what's going on. So then I was like, oh my God, was he uncomfortable or is this again Carlos projecting? And then he gets, a, Valentine goes and gets on the stage and tries to dance to get more people to dance. And he's like, oh, my God, get down from there. So he's like, literally the whole time, he's running around stopping Valentine from doing stuff. And Valentine is like, look, I've been out of the closet for a long time. You're not going to put me back into the closet. And so, like, I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be dancing. I'm going to be doing whatever. And my, th- my thought is, 
Y'all, there's already a camera crew. There is a full camera crew. There is at least three people. There's one person holding the mics. There's one person holding the camera. And there's one person holding the lights. There are people. It's not like they're they're in this club. Like That, to me, is the thing that I would be hard to... Like, could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine being followed around by a camera crew while you're having lunch on Sunset? Actually, yes. You could? Yeah. Oh, I my God. That, I think that because of my life, like, I unfortunately could completely see myself being a subject of a fabulous reality show, but only if I had, like, producer credit and editing, like, capabilities. Anyway, well. Yeah. So, like, I don't think I, like, the the sheer idea of being recorded while in public gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that they've already gotten over the fact and they've, she's already, he's already been in, they've kissed out, they've made out in an airport with camera crew around them. So, they had the hottest kiss I've never had on camera, on camera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so to me, it's like, this is part of the course at this point. Mm-hmm. So he does that, it makes him uncomfortable. And then, I don't know, he's just like dancing and doing whatever that makes Carlos uncomfortable. They go outside and have a conversation in which, for one time, Carlos is able to, you know, truly say how he feels. Mm-hmm. And then the consummate HR professional that Valentine is, <laughs> is like, I truly understand what you're saying, but this is what I'm saying. And you're not going to stop me. I'm willing to let whatever happen happen because I am a proud gay man and this is how I'm going to behave and nobody's going to stop me. Mm-hmm. And part of me was mad at Valentine for doing that, for putting Carlos in a precarious situation because mm-hmm. he is obviously the one who understands how things should be. Mm-hmm. But another part of me was also like, Carlos, are how much are you projecting? Let's right. hear from Yanner. That's what I wanted to hear. I didn't exactly. want to hear Carlos's version. I wanted to hear how Yanner felt. Now, if Yanner truly felt uncomfortable, then boo to Valentine. Yes. And, of course, Yanner has, like, a beautiful bridge in between the two as being more out than Carlos and, you know, subsequently, you know hopefully an understanding between the two. So yeah, I also think that at the tell all that has to be a question to Yanner. Like, how'd you feel about that? You know, from my remembrance of it, it didn't seem as comfortable as other things, but why would it be like, if you made me dance with a guy somewhere, like I wouldn't love it. I don't want to be forced to do anything in a situation either. Like, and I know I'm not a gay man. It's not like, you know, and I know that maybe there's a different culture, but like, of in that kind of just like f- expression, but I wouldn't want to be pressed to do anything. Wow, do you want to pour me up? I do. Should you think I should get a nose ring? Yes. Okay. Thanks. I would like to get one. <sighs> Where do you get one? Like Claire's? Claire? Yeah, but I also kind of don't get mad at me. I'm, I really mean this because I think it's a hot thing. I do kind of want you to get like. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I you just, know that you know. Do you remember that Jane Child song from the '90s? No, I don't. But isn't that like characteristically um, uh, Indian from India? No, I think that is. I think that I, I think to cancel, me, cancel, cancel. I think to me, it is Manasa. What's Manasa? Like Middle Eastern, Asian, oh, okay. blah, blue. Then like I, I think that also I would assume I mean, it has some North African, right? I don't know. I yeah. look at it. I just as a black person. To, I cannot culture appropriate another person's culture because the what is not the person <laughs> that I would like to look like. What it is is that cultural appropriation is when you take a characteristics of a culture and A, use it for monetary value and not give anything back to that culture. But B, also, it's usually something where it's been looked down upon, but when like white people take it, it's fashion. Right, like Jane Child did this in the 90s song, Don't Wanna Fall In Love, No, No. Love, do you know that song? Love hurts just like a knife. Ooh, you make my life feel good. Yeah, yeah. 
it there are people listening to this podcast that know this song and can in their mind recall the video of this white woman honey with a nose ring that's attached to her ear my love and she has full mohawk that is who jane child is and that is her one hit don't want to fall in love it's a great song Anyway, well, yeah, I've not heard that song, but I <laughs> I will listen to it once we're done. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, not that I would be cultural appropriating because like if that's the case. And like sometimes the African people are like American blacks cultural appropriate our culture by wearing our <gasps> African garments. Yeah, that can't be. OK, and that's on... what I'm saying. It's not cultural appropriation because cultural appropriate. Like I personally have never made fun of African culture. So give it all to me. I will wear African being like sub-Saharan and or West African or East African. Like, listen, anything that Ariana wears for Benny, I will wear it too. Listen, I'll pretend like I'm, you know, Selassie, I lie in a Judah, you know, reggae, whatever, whatever. I'll do whatever because I think it's cute and I've always respected it and I've always honored it. But, you know, if you don't want me to wear your nose ring to earring situation, you can tell me and I'll think about it. No, she's not going to do it. I want her to wear it and I win. Okay. If we had time, I'd go do it today. Go get a thing? Mm-hmm. Where's their Claire's? Where else do you go get them? Where's Claire's? Tattoo, tattoo parlors. Oh. Tattoo parlors. <laughs> and drama. <laughs> drama. Let's talk about the drama um, uh, coming up. Okay. So Frankie and Gabby is what's next. Sure. Sure. Okay. So, okay. So we know a couple of things. Obviously, Gabby and Abby and Frankie's relationship has been going like this. They met the one time, five days. They probably boned, like they boned the whole time or whatever. But Abby speaks English and Gabby doesn't speak any English. And like Abby is, you know, like cute or whatever. And Gabby, like, you know, is a little more activo. God bless, God bless. So anyway, so Frankie calls the ladies and starts to have a go FaceTime, whatever. And of course, he's like enjoying his Abby time or whatever, because he can like talk to her or whatever. And they like fully talk about Gabby, like while Gabby's right there, honey, she's just painting like in her own la la land, whatever. It's just a colorful land, honey. It's not reality. Much like a lot of people on the show. So anyways, God bless. At one point, Gabby comes over and is like, oh, Frankie, como estas? And I mean, Frankie looks at this woman who he's about to take his chica from and looks at her and says, la leche. Frankie has learned not a moment of Spanish because he does not care about the person who speaks Spanish, which is Gabby. Como and Abby, kind I mean, of. Como you can make you can make an argument that if you're not gonna if you're not going to learn Abby's language, then like, do you even really care about her? By the way, como estas? Yes, as you were saying, is what Why? is the easiest thing? Of course, it is. Bien, e two. Like you gotta learn bueno. something. Bueno tacos, you know. Bueno, you you know. <laughs> it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And so he's sitting on this. Uh, bed and he's like talking to Abby and he's like uh, plotting 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 uh-huh plotting what plotting how he is going to just go over there and snatch this woman from this other woman oh, I can't wait I mean it is I'll tell you how to do it snatch <laughs> Now, for the Patreon people, you know what I did, honey, which is like a smooth snake move because he knows he likes to dance, honey. And <laughs> like, I know, how to, I know how to dance. That yeah. means that I'm uh, not, love you know, my life. I love my life. I have a, I have esteem now. I didn't have esteem before, but now I have it. God bless it. So anyway, yeah. So he says La Leche. These women do their thing. You know, like it's very obvious that Gabby, you know, can sense that there is some sort of connection between them that doesn't exist in her, in her life as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Abby says that she needs support from Frankie to tell Gabby 
about what they're planning on doing. And Frankie's like, oh, cool. Yeah, when I'm when I'm going to be there. Now, Frankie, of course, has been hearing from every person in his life. Every person. The, dis- the disdain and weirdness in their voice, the awkwardness of what he has to do. Because truly, in my mind, Frankie thought he was going to maybe even be in the other room or in his hotel room as these two bisexual women had their relationship fall apart. And that at that point, Abby would leave that room, come down the hall to his room, and he would have really like, not an I mean, he didn't, he, he wasn't prepared. Speak Spanish. So why would he even do anything about it? It's like, these girls have been together for 10 years. He met them for five days. What, what could he possibly say? Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. And so we then cut to Abby and Gabby mm-hmm. at the hotel in Puerto Vallarta. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Abby gets a, a, t- a WhatsApp text message. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm not coming. I don't want to ruin your relationship. She calls him immediately. Oh, what? Immediately. What? what? She calls him. She's like, what's going on? I don't understand what's going on. And then she tells Gabby. And Gabby's like, oh, okay, well. You know, oh, sad, but we're still here in beautiful Puerto Vallarta. Why are you so upset? Yeah, she's freaking the F out. She's like, he's not going to come? And Gabby's like, okay, but we also like barely know him. And also like, you're at a beach right now. Yeah. That we don't know who's paying for what. Yeah. Like and that's- yeah. And she's like, well, we came all the way out here. And Gabby's like, okay. And I- I feel like Frankie paid for it. Yeah, I do too. That's another thing is I think Frankie paid for it, which is another reason why Gabby's like, so who cares if you didn't come? Yeah. Who paid for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also makes me think that these two women are grifters. Oh. oh, I think they're grifters, honey. I think they are grifters and drifters, drifting and grifting all over the grifting, drifting place. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, yeah. I, I don't know who's paying for it, but like Gabby's like almost relieved. I feel like Gabby's energy is like, you know that situation Salud. where, yeah, you know when you like made plans with someone? Because they kept like hounding you. They're like, oh, I want to go to dinner with you like so bad. I want to go to dinner with you, you know, so bad. And like, I want uh, to hang out. And you're like, okay. And then just that day comes and you're like, okay, I guess this is that day where I have to do that thing. And that person and that person cancels. You're like, oh, you know, oh no, you, what? Something came up. Well, I guess. Oh, it was, oh, I was so looking forward to this, but I understand things arise. Well, I hope to find a time later in the future in your mind you're like never again ha, yeah. ha, ha. and you get the whole day off to yourself that's what gabby thinks gabby yeah. thinks she gets a free vacation with abby to like yep. wink whoever probably someone hotter that she's gonna meet at the lobby bar and have a free like stay yeah okay and, and here's the truth what gabby doesn't care oh. abby cares and then gabby asks abby why do you care so much and then abby doesn't do the thing that she's supposed to do which is tell her girlfriend of 10 plus years what was really going down? Oh, is that what she should, she should do? I was I was like, Abby, you're the dumbest person ever. If Abby, you were playing this card already, like to see which one came. If I were you the moment, I would have kept it on the DL. Like, oh, he can't come. That's weird. I don't know why he wouldn't want to come. Because it's so awkward that she's like, why wouldn't he want to come? You know, it's like, yeah, don't make it a big deal. You know why he didn't want to come. You and him had a whole plan. I would just be like, that's weird. I have no idea. Yeah, he must have just like had like a flat tire to the airport. <laughs> tired to the airport you know you're just like i don't know boo but we have a great time in puerto Vallarta by ourselves just us just the people that are always in love together always having a relationship never with anyone else yeah i mean that makes abby kind of sucky too i mean super sucky sucky because she couldn't just break up with gabby when she should have yeah 
Okay, so anyways, let's move on to our last couple of the episode. And this is Ariana and Sherlyn. And there is a segment in which Ariana touches Sherlyn's shirt and Chris couldn't get over it. I'll tell you it's a confessional. And it was a confessional. And I don't know why. I just feel like it was it. Anyway, confessional, <laughs> honey. And she was like dragged her hand from the top of his boobies down to his Nazari Johns. <laughs> and I was like, it was it was ownership in such a way that I was like, oh, they're together. You can't do that to a man that you're not. And being like mine. It was very mine. Do you see where this hand's going? Mine. All of this, my, what I touch, mine. I'm King Midas. So everything I touch is gold and everything I touch is mine. And everything I'm touching right now is Sherlock. He's mine. And he's gold. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Just like an interesting moment. Because sometimes they, of course, have sh- uh, confessionals where like they don't look like that. But it's it was, it was sexual. Yeah. So he picks her up from the airport and they're on their way home. And she's talking about how she trusts him 99.9%. But how it's nice to have somebody you know, to help her do things with him. I'm like, girl, you're on vacation. What are you talking about? You're out. This is not real life. This is still vacation. So they get to his apartment, which apparently is a lot better than it was the last time. She yeah. says that, I mean, we were there the last time or Chris wasn't, but last <laughs> season she went to his apartment while she was pregnant and she was very unhappy with it. Now they had that t- like cute turquoise mm-hmm. out exterior, same, same thing. yellow in spirit. It looks exterior. like, yeah, yeah, she says that interior. he, cl- that he cleaned. And so she was already happy about that and that he got some kind of air conditioning situation. Saw that, saw that. Um, And so she was happy about that. And then it's because he also got a playpen, a little bouncy thing. Now, was that bouncy thing too small? Yes. Yes. But he bought it thinking because the baby has one at home, he was like, oh, I'll get one for him here because he likes the one at home. Yeah. I wonder if that lady helped him and like was like, buy the bouncy thing. Like the baby's perfect size for the bouncy thing. And then he just didn't know how big the baby was. But, yeah. Because you know, he, he doesn't know the how big the baby was. Yeah. Oh, the baby's 10 months. I remember that. That's when he bought the clothes. What was What scene was that when he bought the clothes? Episode two. Oh. I don't know. But I wonder how good that air conditioning unit is. Like when I saw that air conditioning Oh, it's unit- not good. There's, okay. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Tell me everything. Let me tell you. These, why why these places are humid and hot. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't speak for Jamaica because I've never been. But, but Belize and Guatemala, humid and hot. Mm-hmm. And not only is it humid and hot, but it also rains once a day while you're there. In the okay. middle of the day. You're minding your own business and then it rains. rains. So the humidity continues to be humid. Yeah, I would have to have this curly hair, obviously. Yeah. Like, I could not have this curly yeah. hair. Yeah, I don't even worry about hair at all. It's not even a thing. I Can you talk about, about my hair for one second, Ma? It looks nice. Thanks, Wa. Go ahead. You're welcome. And so he then gets some kind of cooling agent for the house and the bouncy thing. And so she's really happy that he's made these changes and upgrades for her and the baby to get there. She immediately put him on duty. She's like, you're changing diapers. You're wiping noses. You're feeding. You're doing all of those things. And so he does. He changes diaper. He does his very best to change a diaper. You know, it's, I hate it. I I recently watched Three Men and a Baby. Oh, yeah. And I just think Mm -hmm. that it is so crazy that men act like putting on a diaper is brain surgery. I've watched my brother do that, too. He's like, which, how do we? I'm like, so let me tell you, you've never paid attention at all to anybody being like you've ne- like my mom had a daycare. Like, I'm sure he's been around kids like you've never there is one. I'm trying to think of something that happens all the time, but doesn't happen to me that I have no idea how to do. Change a tire. That's what I just thought of. Uh huh. But it doesn't happen anywhere around me because people like get it professionally done. 
No, I've just never been in a car where a, a tire has blown out. Okay. Yeah, you know, I don't know either. We give men a lot of credit for being like the people that can like put things together, you know, like somewhat tool oriented people like will put, you know, build things. And so it's somewhat interesting that like it really makes them confused when you put a baby and like a diaper in front of them. It really confuses them. It's, it's it was so crazy to me because like, have you been around babies? I mean, yeah, of course. Okay. But I mean, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, do do women who haven't been around babies act so confused about changing diapers? Like, to me, it is, it, once you look at the thing, you have to know how it works. You know, I'm taking horse riding lessons. You know how long, I still, it's very hard to put reins on a horse and know how to put it on the head because I keep looking at it. And I know I should look at the outline of the horse's head and put it on. But like, for some reason in the moment, I get very verklempt. There's like a whole creature there. It's like wiggling, it's giggling. I mean, I don't, the horses don't giggle, but whatever. The horses are not, you know, like it's peeing in my face. It pees, pees, pees all over me. I'm not quite sure. Not horses, but babies. And if I was, I know it's like to in the moment get confused and not want to do it wrong or whatever. And also being like, this baby's scaring the F out of me. Oh, just because it's confusing. You don't want to do it wrong for the baby. The baby, I mean, the baby has control in that situation. It literally like start crying and screaming and you just be like taken down. I don't know. But you know what it reminds me of? Who was? <laughs> Have you changed a diaper before? Oh yeah, a billion times. Oh, okay. I know how to do it. And every time it's like scary and the baby wants to take you down? If I was, a, if I didn't, if, okay, don't listen. I've oh, okay. had quite a resume. Okay. 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 okay so okay. no, I am very well adept, but if I didn't have the resume I had and I was just a deer in headlights, I can understand how it would be confusing. Who was the girl that went to South Africa and she had to bring her baby and the, and she had to like, let's see. Tiffany. Yeah. Tiffany and Randall. No. It's not Randall. I don't know what it is. It's fucking not Ross face was, I got <laughs> Tiffany, so don't you expect one more name Ronald, from my, Ronald. Ronald. That was very close. Yeah, Tiffany and Ronald were the same kind of thing. Tiffany brought the baby so that Ronald can see if the Ronalds could change the baby's diaper. Remember that moment? Yeah. And she was like, also very happy to not have to change the diapers anymore because she's like, I've been changing diapers. Now it's your turn. And it's a little bit of that same energy. Like it's your turn energy. It's so weird to me. Is it your, is it their turn energy? I guess it is. Like, I guess I'm just like, <laughs> my dad doesn't like to change diapers, but he'll change them. But here's the truth. This is my dad. He will be around the baby at all times. The baby could be strapped to his back and he'll be like hoeing a field. But at the moment it comes to washing the baby, he's like, here, take this baby. I've already done it. I've had this baby on my back for five hours. Yeah. And I've been hoeing fields. Changes baby's diapers. And yeah. it feels like a fair trade-off. It does. But it's just like, there are also men who are like, don't do anything for the baby and then yeah. won't change the diaper. diaper. It's yeah. like weird to me. Yeah. You think your dad knows how to change diapers? He would say yes, of course. Like if he was here right now and he, he would say, answer, oh, he'd yes. be like, I know how to do everything. I, I breastfed her, you know, like <laughs> he's just whatever. He's very, he'll take credit wherever credit is to be taken. Um, <laughs> that's so funny now, but yeah, I will say that Sherlock does deserve some credit because even though the bouncy thing is small, the baby loves it. And he asks the baby if, if the baby loves it. The baby does love it. He's just like enchanted by all the little like, you know, trinkets. Yeah. To like do. And, and he does change the diaper and he does a good job. Now he's very happy. And so are we that I guess in this situation, the baby has only peed. And so he's like, Oh, thank God wait off my back. And he, you know, and the baby, by the way, that baby moves like he has little ampies in his panties, honey, yeah. because that baby is a wriggling and a wrangling. I mean, that baby is like little kicking and little jabbing, honey. That baby has like, you know, a lot of sugar, a lot of caffeine running with that baby's veins. Honey. Yeah. The baby won't stop moving. But it, I mean, baby's 10 months. So he's like on the cusp of crawling 
and um and trying to be on the move. Yeah. So it's really sweet to see this thing happen. And Ariana's really grateful for Sherlon and how he's behaving. We have this moment at the end where he says that he's happy that she's here without, you know, her mother and her sister, that they presented like either like bodyguard energy or chaperone energy. I mean, they sure did. They wanted to have private conversations with Sherlon all day about how he was going to help her and take care of this baby. And Sherlon was like, no matter how much of pressuring or bullying I have, this baby is not my responsibility. She got pregnant. I didn't know she wasn't on birth control. Oh, that's a big ass lie. It's absolutely his responsibility too. It's half half. That's how sex works. God, I, 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 I'm waiting till I get there. I'm waiting till I get to that frame of thought. I know day. you think, I think like you think that it's the woman's responsibility. Yeah, I do. And listen, I'm going to tell you right now that as women, we know that it's responsibility because we have to have the kid and be mm-hmm, with it. Mm-hmm. So we, there is no other way mm-hmm. but to hold the line that it's also his. He knows he's a grown ass man who has been flirting up a storm with every fucking person that goes to one of his resorts. And he's been whatever he is. He's a grown ass man who knows how sex works. And he understands that if he puts his penis in a vagina without protection, the possibility of an STD or a pregnancy is afoot. It's imminent. But why stress yourself out as a woman? By making it, by having to run after a man, when you are the one who truly understands the intrinsic ramifications of this action. Now, I am not saying that women shouldn't ever go after the men or should never hold them accountable. I'm saying that personally me, I w- I don't have the energy to run after some man. I'm going to tell you that this baby is here and this baby is born. You make the choices after there. If you want to see that baby, then it's your responsibility to, to buy a ticket to ha- have that baby come to you. Oh, yeah. Like, it, these things are your responsibility. And if you haven't done anything towards mm-hmm. their rearing, you do not get the opportunity to make any decisions. I will make those decisions. Oh, yeah. No, I understand your like, point. Like, that is, that is just my thing of it. Because personally, instead of fighting you and figuring out how I can get you and this child together... I'm just going to do it on my own and let you and the child have the conversations going forward or when they're older about why you weren't there more. And if you try to blame me on it, I'm just going to say what I had to say. I'm going to continue to sit to say your father was a grown person who had every opportunity. I never stopped him from coming. Did I ever stop him from taking? Yes, because I didn't trust his ass. I wasn't going to give my child to somebody I doesn't trust. But if they ever wanted to come to the house, they can come to the house. They can come every day. They can spend the night. I'd, I'd have a space for them to spend a night with you. Mm. But you are my ultimate responsibility, not this person. And this person needs to figure out and fight a way to get to it. And I'm not going to expect any financial support from them because I understand that you are not the person that I should have had a child with. Okay, I have a question. If you're an American citizen, you're not going to like try and get spousal support. You're just going to not get a spousal support? Oh, you mean child or, support? Pa- child support? Yes, I'm so sorry. Child support? You wouldn't sue for child support. I would. I would have to. Not only for me, for my child. Yeah, I guess I just, yes, maybe I would. Maybe I would. But I would hope that this was a situation where you would give up freely. Like, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I I just do. So easily. Yeah. I mean, I would want my child to have a relationship with their father. I think what we're seeing with Ariana is someone who also wants to have a relationship with the father. Mm -hmm. It's not just that she wants her son to have a relationship with his father. She wants a relationship with his father. Yeah. Those are two different relationships. And whether one is foolish at this Mm -hmm, point and mm -hmm. whether one is what you're going for god bless it but at this point i would say that if i was in her situation i wouldn't be putting energy to try and make him like me yeah yeah, care about me yeah yeah i would have 
thusly been i i'm the type of person that if you don't show me by a certain time that you get it that i'm valuable mm-hmm. i will turn it off so fast from you you'll never have warmth from me ever again yeah i think that if my i think if my child's parent lived in another country i think that i would save a certain amount a uh, a month or a week in order for my child to go visit that person for months at a time during summer break like i would i would pay for that but it wouldn't be every year cuz unless i could afford it i would pay for it if i felt like their father just did not have the funds, but was trying so hard to emotionally be there for him or her mm-hmm. through like contact and words in which I felt whatever I, fe- if I, I would try and facilitate any relationship possible through my means, but I would sue him for child support because that means at the end of the day, more money for who my child. And at the end of the day, two adults brought in a child. And because I had to give birth and push this child out and probably have to take care of the child, you absolutely can give me some money. And if you try and fight me on it, I'll give you, I'll take as much money as I possibly can. Okay. That makes sense. Great. It's funny because I feel like, yeah, I just feel like I know so many men who like work under the table specifically so that I don't have to pay child support, which those men are shitty and that has nothing to do with me, but maybe I would, maybe I would. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of pride in my spirit. I'm like, I could take care of this baby by myself. Oh, oh yeah, of course you. I could. Of course I could. But I want, listen, I want as much money as possible. Mon- money is options. Wealth is options. And I want as many options for me and my child as possible. Makes sense. Here we are at the end of this episode. And what a thrilling episode it has been. I mean, it's been riveting. Haven't you guys been on the edge of your seats? Is anyone buying tickets to Hedonism 2 right now? I feel like you are. Yeah. If, you, if you're not, if there's anything that you should take from this episode is that you should go and buy swingers tickets to the Hedonism 2 so that you can go into the playroom and see what's up. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you think I haven't read the TripAdvisor reviews, you'd be wrong. Oh, Okay. Other than that, listen, we are so thankful that you guys are here listening. Thank you so much for subscribing to this podcast, for reviewing it, if you don't mind, for rating it, giving it five, whatever you want to do. We also have a full social media presence. We know what we're doing, and that's called DocuSweeties on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yep, we do. And if you guys would like to show us a little extra support and or would love to get more content from this. Like what, honey? Like seeing this video of us talking unedited what you could join our patreon it's ten dollars a month we we're, don't even know we're gonna leave in this podcast but i'll tell you this one episode we like talked about real intense shit yeah so if you guys wanted to get that from us know a little bit about us personally you could join our patreon and you'll have a little bit more access to us it is patreon.com slash docu sweeties it'll be written in the show notes but it'll also be written in it currently is written in our instagram bio mm-hmm. so you can click on that and join docu sweeties but we want to thank you guys so much for joining us and we hope that you'll come back and listen to more of our content and we'll see you later we hope you have a fantastic day okay bye, bye. Bye.